Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? I don't know about you, but there's no place I'd rather be than in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't, why don't we give him a round of applause across the building? Let's make him feel welcome this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, one more time. In the name of Jesus, he's worthy of praise. He is worthy of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I am so glad to be up here and being able to impart the word of God with you today. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like you just have to do what God has called you to do. Doesn't matter what it is, but you got to do what he's called you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Today is our Thanksgiving service. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you, and we want to tell you that you're in the right place. And if you don't have a house that you attend to hear the Word of God, you're welcome to attend here. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Why don't we open up our Bibles, hallelujah, to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 18. I feel like God has a word for us today. He has been good to me, church. I have no complaints about him. I have no complaints about the God that has saved me and delivered me from a world of sin. Hallelujah. And filthiness. Amen. Are you glad that he died on the cross? Are you glad that he changed your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I have another text. I'm going to read it. You don't have to turn there. It's quite lengthy. Deuteronomy 26. And it shall be when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possess it and dwellest therein that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruits of the earth which thou shalt bring of thy land, that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shalt go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest, and shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, that I am come into the country which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give us this day. And he hath brought us into this place, and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. Hath given unto thee, and unto thine house, thou and the Levite, and the stranger that is among you. Let's bow our heads across the building. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise your name. We pray, God, that you would move in our midst, God. We are thankful that you have done great things in our life, Lord. 
We are thankful because you are our God and we are your people in 2021. We stand proud to be your children, God, and we give you honor and thanks today, Lord, because thou art great, God. I pray, Lord, that you would do great things today, that you touch the brokenhearted and begin to put pieces back together. I pray, God, that you would take the sinner and cover their sins with your blood this morning and forgive them, Lord. I pray that you would do what you do best, Lord, and that's putting people back together, God, and changing lives. We give you honor and praise, and we give you glory. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I am thankful, hallelujah, that Thanksgiving is this coming week. Oftentimes, we think of food. We think of football. We think of a, a nice gathering, perhaps with some family. Uh, we think of these things when it comes to Thanksgiving, but we have to remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. He is the one that came to this earth for 33 and a half years and died on a cross for us. We need to make sure as we are enjoying our time in during this season that we don't count him out. That we don't forget the one that saved us from our sins. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the people entered into the promised land. And they were to bring the first fruits of the land to God and give thanks unto him for all of his blessings. In the second half of the chapter, the people are to use their tithe to minister to the Levites and, have, and the foreigners and the orphans and the widows. People less fortunate uh, than they had been. The people who have been blessed of God are to be blessed to others. Amen. A blessing to others. I don't know about you this morning, but I thank God for every breath that is in my mouth. Every morning I cross a hill where many people wreck and die. I thank God for saving me every day. I thank him for the breath that I breathe. I thank him for my job. I thank him for my car that takes me to work and back. Hallelujah. I believe we have to get a revelation this morning of thanking God in the midst of our storm. Thanking God in the midst of our trial. Come on, somebody. He deserves thanks every day. Every day should be Thanksgiving. We shouldn't wait once a year. He is the God of gods and the King of kings, and he is worthy of thanks every day. Can I get an amen? amen? November 23rd, 2011, wounded war veteran J.R. Martinez claimed victory of the 13th season of the hit show, Dancing with the Stars. And on Tuesday, he was winning with a jive and a samba that thrilled the audiences. And when he went up to receive his trophy, he began to give honor to God. He began to thank God, hallelujah, for what he had earned. It was something that, it was a dream of his. It was his trophy. This is what God had given him. And he was thanking God. And they began to question, why is this man thanking God, hallelujah, on live television? Why, hallelujah, is he coming down and, 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 and saying all these great things about God? Hallelujah. But what they don't realize is that J.R. Martinez was just happy to be breathing. He was happy to be alive. Because in February of 2003, 
he was deployed to the Middle East. Two months later, Martinez was driving a Humvee when its left front tire hit an IED. Martinez suffered smoke inhalation, severe burns to more than 34% of his body. He was evacuated by uh, AB Germany for immediate care and transferred to the Army Institute of Surgical Research and Care. It was there that he spent 34 months at the BAMC and had undergone 33 cosmetic skin graft surgeries. Hallelujah. But somewhere along the line, he learned to thank God even so. He learned to give honor to God even so. If there's a revelation we have to get this morning, it's to thank God. Hallelujah. Never stop thanking him. Hallelujah. Never stop thanking him because he's worthy to be thanked every day. Hallelujah. JR begins to explain, and he says, I felt our left tire hit something, and it went kaboom. The other three guys were thrown clear from the explosion, and the Humvee began to burst into flames. I was trapped inside, he begins to say, burning alive. Help, help, I begin to scream. I could hear the rat-tat-tat of a machine gun around me. My guys were pinned under the attack. No one could reach me. But I begin to pray, God, help me. God, help me. Things aren't going right in my family, but God, help me. The bills are coming, and I don't have a job, but God, help me. My husband left me the other day, but God, help me. I'm broke, and I'm depressed, but God, help me. Somebody needs to learn to reach out to a God that answers prayer. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Somebody taught him to be thankful in the storm. Hallelujah. Somebody taught him to not to try to stop the storm, but to rejoice in the storm. Hallelujah. This is good stuff for us this morning. This is going to hold you through in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. When no one is there for you, God help me should be the words that come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that he has to respond. Hallelujah. He's got to tell the angels, hey, wait. I got somebody down there calling. I'm going to have to put you on pause. I'm going to have to put you on hold because I got to go down to earth because I got someone calling me. God help me. God help me. He began to scream. He said the pain was indescribable. I watched as the skin melt off of my hands and the flame seared my face, my arms, my back, consuming me. I thought I was going to die. The doctors amputated part of my right ear. I was tethered to a ventilator because of the smoke inhalation. Inhalation. I had skin grafts, surgeries, taking over 10 hours. And I told the doctors and the nurses, I wanted to look. What did I look like? Bring me a mirror. I want to know what I look like. He kept asking them every day, what do I look like? 
They did not want to bring him a mirror because of the disfiguration in his face. Because it was just so bad, the fire had burnt and melted his face into just a massacre. Finally, the nurse sat me at the table with a mirror above it. And slowly, I raised my eyes. The whole left side of my face drooped like a, fl- uh, a fudgesicle, a melting fudgesicle. My flesh was discolored, and it covered with angry red spotches all over my face. All I had was uh, a hole where my ear had been. My eyes sagged. There were no eyebrows. Church, this was not a pretty sight. Somewhere along the line, he knew that God had helped him live. Hallelujah. He wanted to see his face. But he goes on to say that the the, the nurse began to encourage him and says that the grafts are coming along nicely. And the nurse said, you're looking better and better every day. I'm here to speak speak to someone's situation and to tell you you're looking better and better every day. Hallelujah. The enemy might have taken you for a ride the last two years of your life, but you're getting better and better every day. The skin grafts are being made by the hands that created you. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. He says, I look like some creature out of a horror movie staring back at me. I would scare people. I turned away from the mirror sobbing. For four days, I laid in bed. I didn't eat and I didn't talk. All I wanted to do was die. This man, thank God, in the midst of his storm. He knew that he had to give God the praise because he was breathing. So when they brought him that trophy, he began to jump and he began to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm wondering if this uh, Thanksgiving season, hallelujah, the pastor's already spoken and said it's been tough for some of us. Hallelujah. But I'm wondering if we could somehow get the words out of our mouth. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give you thanks. Thanks, Lord. Hallelujah. I know it's been tough, and I know the battle is every day, but somewhere along the line, we have to learn to give thanks unto him. Hallelujah. I wonder how he was raised. What happened to him? Where in the midst of the horrific event that he had suffered, that he would learn to give God praise. Hallelujah. He didn't look like the others. He still had scars on his face. Hallelujah. He, he is disfigured to this day. But somewhere along the line, he was thanking God for the little things in his life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've learned to thank God. For everything. I drive to work. I get in my car. It's nighttime. I get on the hill and I begin to pray. And I have my devotion with God. And during that devotion, I thank Him for everything that I can think about. I thank Him for you. 
I thank him for my pastor. I thank him for my church. I thank him for my car, my breath, my family. I thank God. Why? Because you know what? You can have it all today and lose it all tomorrow. Hallelujah. But if we learn to thank God, he will see you through and he'll begin to bless you. And the miracle will come into your life and change things. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He learned to give thanks in the midst of of his tragedy hallelujah I don't believe he had the Holy Ghost he may have I don't know but we have power inside of us that's going to carry us through in the midst of a storm we have something that the angels can't have there's something in your heart that the prophets sought in the Old Testament they wanted that Holy Ghost they were prophesying about the angels desire to have what's inside of you you have power inside of you so when the enemy comes and puts you in a corner stand up and say hey wait a minute God help me and he's as close as the mention of his name hallelujah fed by ravens by morning and night this was elijah's life he was there he had just given the ultimatum to ahab and he said there's not going to be any dew and there's not going to be any rain for years it's going to get hard is what he was saying. It's going to get tough. Hallelujah. There's going to be no water. And there's going to be no dew. Therefore there's not going to be any crops. And a famine is going to come. And he gave that ultimatum to Ahab. And the Lord directed Elijah away from him. He said I want you to go to the brook. And in that brook in Shereth, it's before Jordan. He says, I want to go because it is there that I'm going to do a miracle for you. Can I get an amen? It's the places where God send us, sends us that he, it's a place where he can uh, dispatch miracles. He's not going to dispatch a miracle when you're in the midst of enemies and when you're in the midst of sin. You got to separate yourself. It was a secret place. And he said, hey, I want you just to get away from everybody because I'm going to do a miracle for you. And the Bible says that by night the ravens came and brought him meat and bread. They brought him bread in the morning and they brought him meat again at night. And it came to pass that the brook had dried up that he was drinking from because there had been no rain in the land. And the Lord came to him saying, he says, I want, now here's the miracle I'm talking about. I want you to arise and get thee to Zarephath. Sometimes the miracle is for someone else. And sometimes God is using you as a vehicle for others. It was said today in our staff meeting that if we put God first, he's going to take care of us. But we're going to be used for others. During this revival that is here, this church is going to be used for others. Hallelujah. If we seek first the kingdom of God, if we seek first the kingdom of God, 
Hallelujah. He's going to take care of our needs. He's going to take care of our finances. He's going to take care of our home. But if we could get it in our minds this morning and say, hey, it's not about me. I got to make my way to Zarephath because it is there that there is a lady and a son waiting for me. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. So he began to march to Zarephath. He didn't question God. He didn't say, where am I going to get food from? He didn't tell God, hey, are the ravens following me? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's amazing. No. You know what he knew? Brother Cisneros, he knew that God was going to provide his needs. He didn't turn around and say, hey, uh, is, is the water going to follow me? Because, Lord, we know that there's a, you know, I, I know you know everything, but there is a famine in the land, and there's no water, and there's no food. I don't want to tell you what to do, but maybe just a little hint, are the ravens coming? Hallelujah. He didn't do that. He got his backpack, filled up his water from what was remaining in the brook, and then he began to walk. What am I saying this morning? God will take care of your needs if you seek first the kingdom of God. That cannot be changed. It's in the oracles of time. It is in history. The word of God will outlast the earth and heavens. We know that. That cannot be changed. So if we focus on someone else. Come on. Are we ready for revival? I text uh, Pastor and Pastor Mark this, this week and I said, I know we're in revival. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something had happened. And I said, we're in revival. The enemy's mad. <laughs> I got called some new names. Hallelujah. I didn't even know I had. I thought my mom didn't call me that. Neither did my dad. But uh, the enemy doesn't like it. You see what's happening? Is God is preparing us for a huge revival. Hallelujah. I see it full here. I see it partially full here, but I see a lot of emptiness here. This place is going to be full two, three, four times a day. I'm going to say it again. The prophets came through. They validated it. They said the same thing. It's going to be full. It's going to be full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the prophet said something's going to happen, it happened. And they said the Holy Ghost was going to come. It came. When they said Jesus was going to walk on the earth, he began to walk. Hallelujah. He was born in a manger. So. Where are we at? We're on our way to Zarephath. You know why? Because we got to help someone else. <clears throat> we can't focus solely on our issues. We have to depend on the one that wrote the book to come through on what he said in the Bible that he's going to come through with. We have to seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things are going to be added unto us. And so Elijah packed up and he began to walk to Serapeth. And it was there that he met a lady 
a widow at the gate, gathering sticks, and he called to her, and he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel. He asked for one thing, that I might drink. He was thirsty. But as she was going to fetch it, hallelujah, he called to her, and he said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. We do a lot of projects in my house. And when my wife asks me to do something, I'm good with it. But when she asks me to do another thing in the midst of doing one thing. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish the first project. But I like this and I like that. And I, and I love doing projects. And things are, hallelujah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. But I, I can't imagine what she said or what she was thinking. Now, she probably thought, okay, I could get him some water. That's not a problem, Pastor. I could get him some water. I have a vessel. I could, I could loan him. That's not a problem. But you want me to bring you bread? And she turned around, and here's what she said. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I might go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. We've heard this story preached a few times but do we really understand what she was thinking here's where sometimes we fail when God asks us to put him first the prophet said fear not go and do as thou hast said but make me a little cake first. He said, I want you to bring it unto me. She had no food. I don't mind dying. But if you're asking me to take my son, there's going to be some second thoughts going through my head. That's my boy. Hallelujah. You can kill me. You can hurt me. You can badmouth me. You can kick me. You can run me over with your car. But do not touch my family. God has appointed me to be the protector of my family. I cannot imagine what she was saying. But the Bible says... That what she did, she began to gather sticks. She didn't question. She didn't say, hey, prophet, can you think it again? Can you over, uh, over, uh, re reroute it, your, your, your words? Is there any way you can uh, uh, re re just, just say it to me one more time? Because I didn't quite understand it. You realize you're asking me to let my child die. 
She didn't do that. Tim, you know what she did? She began to gather sticks. What are we doing today? Hallelujah. We're gathering sticks. I have my own trials. I have my own problems. Oh, you do. So do I. But you know what I'm doing this morning? It's not about me. It's not for me. I told you in 2019, God began to deal with my heart. And he took my ministry. And he said, it's not yours no more. I'm going to swipe it from you. He says, because it's not about you trying to build your resume. He said, it's my church. You're my man. And you're going to do what I say. Hallelujah. So I stand before you this morning. It's been a tough month for me. It's been a tough month. When Pastor Mark said that, the last couple of months, come get prayer, I immediately raised my hands and the Holy Ghost fell upon me. Because it cut me like a knife. Because it's been a tough month. And I know it's been a tough year for you. And I know some stories. Some of you have reached out unto me. I know that. But I'm here to tell you, keep gathering sticks. Her friends probably said she was crazy. I don't know of anybody who would give up their kid. There's no telling what was going through her mind. But she kept gathering sticks. Where are you going? going to church why are you writing a check I'm paying my tithe well how come you you know you're broke it's okay what are you doing I'm gathering sticks why because the man of God said and the word of God said that if I would seek first his kingdom come on you're not hearing me this morning if I could just somehow get this revelation that God gave me, that you complete, you continue to gather sticks in the midst of your dilemma, in the midst of your trial, and you put them on the fire and begin to cook, and you begin to make something for God, and the miracle will come. You see... Because the miracle didn't come first. Elijah said, you make me a cake first. Hallelujah. I always know when God gave me something for the church. I sit there and I struggle. And the thoughts begin to come into my mind. And I get nervous. And knots get in my stomach. Hallelujah. Thank God Pastor Mark spoke those words this morning. Because the power of the Holy Ghost hit me. And released me from all of that. Hallelujah. And I stood up. And in my mind I said, I'm going to go and I'm gathering sticks today. I'm going to do what God called me to do. Has it been easy? No. Hallelujah. But I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. Hallelujah. 
Come on, I'm being transparent this morning. Hallelujah. But Elijah said, me first. God first. Hallelujah. What are you doing? You're going to go buy this? Well, don't forget that God comes first, especially during Thanksgiving. <sighs> Hallelujah. I tell my kids a lot. I tell them, hey, don't worry, man. I'll die for you. Don't worry. We're, we're camping, whatever. And don't worry about the mountain lion. You know why? Because I heard a story in the Bible about a man of God that was washing, watching some sheep. Hallelujah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just believe the stories in the word. If, if it blows your mind, I apologize to you. If, if, you, if, if you don't believe this, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I do. But I know that if a mountain lion comes after my family, I'm going to pull out my little knife I carry. Where's it at? Hallelujah. Mexicanos always carry a knife. Hallelujah. Sorry. This is the way I was taught. Maybe because we're smaller than everybody. Hallelujah. I don't know. Where's Brother Dorval? Hallelujah. I remember I was, uh, I was uh, at Yosemite, and Kara had this really bright idea. She's a very smart girl. She said, Dad, let's hike Half Dome. My friends did it. I don't know if you've ever hiked Half Dome, but I'll never do it again. Never. It is the most dangerous hike you will ever do. I was literally, no lie, I was looking over a cliff, and you could fall straight off the mountain. There's no rail there. There's no guide in front of you. It's just you and the people you were with. And the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got a preacher in the house. <laughs> and she had this idea. And during this nine-hour event, it was so lovely. I was crampy. We left at five in the morning. I thought, we'll have this thing whipped by two. At nine o'clock at night, I was still at night in the dark. My wife had already contacted the, the patrol there, the, the rangers. No lie. She says, I was already at the ranger station. I was about to turn you in. I said, as missing. But during that trek, Kara, who had the nice, bright idea, couldn't walk anymore. So guess who had to carry her? Brother Nolan. I was cramping, walking down a hill. And I know this, at night, mountain lions come out. I just know that. And I know they're hungry. She was on my back. We had took one person, one of, the, one of the friends there with us. And I was walking down the hill, cramping in the dark, and I knew something was following us. And she blared it out. Dad, I hear something. She said, Dad, something's following us. But something got a hold of me as a father and I had a flashlight and a knife with me 
that's bad. Caitlin's videotaping me. She's going to send it to Kira. Hallelujah. But I had something. I had something. I had my daughter, but I had something inside of me that God had put inside of a, of a father. And I knew that if the lion came out of those mountains, I knew exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was going to toss her off. I was going to bust out that knife. And I was going to fight. And if I won, I was going to be a winner. But if I lost, to die is to be with the Lord. But I knew that God was with me. I don't know about you, but I'm not afraid of these things. Because I knew that 22 and a half years ago, that the Holy Ghost came upon me in a little church. And I felt power come from heaven. And immediately, the curse of sin was broken. And it changed my life. I never looked back. I know the power's real. I know the stories in the word are real. So when he says to go and gather sticks, I get my shoes on and I get my coat on and I walk out of my house and I begin to look for something to burn. When he says go and cook me a meal, I say, okay, where are the pans? It's time to cook because God is asking us in 2021 to begin to gather the sticks. Why? Because there is someone else that's coming into the building. Someone that you might not know. It's not the will of God that you go get the sticks. No, you go get the sticks. I always get the sticks. Come on, somebody. I'm always the usher. I'm always the backup guy. Hallelujah. That's okay. You know why? Because I got some sticks I got to look for. Hallelujah. The man of God says, hey, you be ready because you're going to be called upon to gather sticks. And when I gather the sticks, the miracle is going to come. Can I get an amen this morning? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Come on, somebody. You want revival? Get here on Saturday and pick up some sticks. Hallelujah. You want revival? Pick up some sticks. You want revival? Do what God asks you to do. You want revival? Show up. Hallelujah. When no one does. They said that champions are built alone. I heard a story the other day of Caleb Plant just fought Canelo Alvarez. Or the uh, championship belt. But I heard his story and it really, really inspired me. And he said, I started out sparring. I began to spar with fighters, Brother Tim, that weren't so good. He said, and then they began to move me up and I began to sp spar with others that were better. He said, and one day, 
They said, you're going to spar with Floyd, Money Man, Mayweather. You see, Caleb didn't know he was a champ. So he began to go in there, and he began to fight. Somewhere in between him getting hit, he learned to move a little bit. He started watching the works of a champion and the moves of the champion. And he began to study them. And he went home with the sparring session on his mind. And he began to learn the ways of a champion. He didn't have no belt. He wasn't making that much money to spar. But he was in the ring with a champion. And somewhere along the line, he learned to fight. And when Mayweather came with that right hook, he already knew it was coming. And he ducked. He got so good at it, he became a professional fighter. He knew how to fight. He just fought less than two weeks ago for the championship belt. He didn't win, but he got to the top. Why? Because he wasn't afraid to get in there when there was no glory. Come on, I'm preaching to you. There was no status. They weren't mentioning his name on the microphone. He just learned to fight. Showed up for every session. He learned to fight. What are we doing? We'll have choir practice again. We just had it two days ago. You're gathering sticks. Come on, somebody. You want revival? We're going to have to work. We're going to have to do it when we don't feel like it. You know what we're going to have to do? When somebody tells you an offensive word, you're going to have to let it roll off your back. You know why? Because we're not gathering sticks for us. We're gathering our sticks for someone else. Elder, keep teaching pastor Spanish. Because we're gathering sticks for someone else. There is a revival here. And you guys have no clue on how big this revival is. It's going to be big. This is why it's important, Sister Zuniga, when the uh, spotlight is off and when the microphone is turned off, Brother Tim, when you get here and no one's here, Brother Nolan, when you get here and no one's here, you know what you're doing? You're picking up sticks. Because he knows that the sticks are for the word of God, the man of God, the prophet of God. But the miracle will come after, after the prophet said, no, 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 you're not understanding it, widow lady. You make it for me first. God doesn't take second place to no one. Well, I'm just going to show up to church because I ain't got nothing to do. God doesn't take second place 
to no one. I love my job, but it doesn't take the place of my God. I love my family. I'll do anything for them. But don't take my relationship with God. It's not up for bid, and it's not for sale. Why? Because I got a miracle coming. I got a mandate from the man of God. He's going to cast our, his vision next week. We're going to be on board, and we're going to follow. Because you know what we're doing, Brother John? We're gathering sticks for someone else. And he's coming back with a fresh perspective, a fresh anointing, and a word from heaven. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. So the prophet said, he said, uh, but I, I, I didn't tell you that, um, I, I failed to mention, widow lady, that uh, after uh, you give me the cake first, he said, uh, that for thus saith the Lord God of Israel. You see, the prophet can't speak until we obey. He's not going to speak in your life until we obey. But because she obeyed, he was able to prophesy. And he told her, he said, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel. He said, the barrel of meal shall never waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. She went and she did according to what he said. She began to gather. What are you doing? Gathering sticks. Why? Because I have a miracle on the way. If you will, I'm going to tell you right now from the heart. If you will take care of God's business without complaining. Take care of your sons and your daughters. He'll take care of your finances. He'll take care of your children. Because my Bible doesn't lie. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I got a lot more to tell you. But I feel like the Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the cruise of oil never failed and the bill, the mill barrel never ran out. Hallelujah. I tell you what, she gathered sticks out of obedience and she got a miracle that never stopped. Hallelujah. I could just see her in her old age. Hallelujah, son. Go to the cabinet. Hallelujah. Why? Because I got a miracle in there. Hallelujah. God said he was going to do it and he did it. Go. There is food. I could see him knocking on her door. Hey, lady, I need what you got. Go. We got food in the barrel. Why? Because God did a miracle. Why? Because I begin to gather sticks. They're going to come to you and they're going to want what you have. And if we obey and do this thing right, 
we're going to be able to provide for others. God just gave me that. The miracle is for us, but we're going to use our miracle, and we're going to use it for others. Come on, somebody. Anybody want to gather some sticks this morning? These altars are open. Hallelujah. I got more, but I want God to move in our midst. Because it's not about me. It's about him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Well, you don't know my story, Brother Chavez. You're right. But I know my story. And in the midst of my story, I've learned to grab the sticks. And when there are no sticks around, I learned to search for sticks. Because when the prophet says, go get some sticks and begin to cook me your last meal, I go get some sticks. I go looking for sticks. I'm breaking them off of trees. I'm looking under the rocks. Why? Because I know I got to start a fire. Because there is a, a cooking session that needs to happen. Come on, somebody. These altars are open. Please come forward. Hallelujah. During Thanksgiving, give God the thanks. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.